Hello and welcome to the Strategic Flow Show. I'm your host, Tim Ennis. I'll be bringing you people and messages about living to your full potential in all areas of wellness. I hope you enjoy the show, and if you do, please share it with a friend. Hello and welcome to Strategic Flow. I'm very excited about today. Uh, one of my lifetime friends, Rich Fetke, is joining us. And uh, I just can't say enough about this man and how much he's meant to my life and uh, been a friend and mentor and role model throughout my life. Uh, this is one of those podcasts that could go on for hours and days, uh, as our friendship has. But um, I guess we can... Uh, we can start anywhere, but uh, how about we start with um, what's on the forefront for you? Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your new book, The Wise Investor. Yeah, happy to. Thanks for having me here, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tim was my first friend in California. It's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long run. Yep, yeah. we were at the gym, and just came up, and he said, "I heard you do adventures and extreme stuff. I do too." And yeah, that's a, that was the start of that long, awesome relationship. So, so great to be here, man. Um, yeah. And so the new book, The Wise Investor, um, it's wild. It's like, you know, 20 years after my first book came out, which was called Extreme Success, which Tim, you, I know you read and you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, but this book's a little bit different. It's a story. It's a, it's a modern parable. It's about creating financial freedom. It's about living your best life. And it tells a story of this guy, his name is Ryan Brooks, who is a hardworking family man. He's got a wife, couple kids, but he works so many hours that he doesn't have time for his wife or his kids or even to live his life. And then he meets this wise mentor who guides him and shows him a new way to financial security for himself, for his family. And in the process, he also coaches him and mentors him on really living his best life, becoming his best self. So there's lessons around getting into better shape, lessons about being a better spouse, uh, being a more present and better dad, and just really getting more out of life. So it follows his journey over five years, and you get to really see what he does, not only what he learns about investing, and is that the primary investment vehicle is real estate, which I've been doing for the last 25 years. So sharing a lot of those lessons. Um, but I did that in a story form because it really emotionalizes information. Instead of just uh, a nonfiction information book, which most people don't finish, most people don't get it past chapter two, uh, studies say, and you know, it's like 86% of people don't finish a nonfiction book past chapter two. It's insane. So wow. I wanted to write a story that would be compelling, that would draw the reader in, that would share these lessons, but like I said, emotionalize the information. So it elicits a change in the reader where they're like, ah, I could do that same thing. I can do that. You know, so lessons, not only on the financial side, but also on becoming their best self. Oh, that's perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's, it's amazing. Um, you and I have, uh, been kindred spirits uh, uh, throughout life in different levels. Uh, I've always admired um, uh, the teachers in my life, uh, and we've had some of the same uh, and still do uh, for yeah. that matter. Uh, and the list goes on with that. But uh, there's kind of a filter um, 
through there. How do you, how do you become the filter as to what you want to funnel uh, to share and to teach? Uh, I think what, it's what going, yeah, what, what speaks to me is uh, going from theory to practice, right? Because there's so many yeah. theories and, uh, you know, and gurus or, you know, share their stuff. But for me, it's like, okay, let me put this into practice. Let me take this idea. Let me apply it. And let me see how it works for me. And um, so the stuff that that works for me, I keep. And then it goes into what I call my master plan. I've been keeping this master plan for 35 years now. It's all, it's a, basically, it's a three ring binder of the best stuff that's most helped me, the biggest lessons, the quotes, the teachers, the mentors, all that wrapped into this one, almost like a personal operating system, if you will. Um, so that's kind of the filter I put things through. It's like, I apply it to myself first and, or, uh, coaching. I was a coach for 15 years before we started our business and really seeing what worked for my coaching clients and what didn't. And so applying some of those same lessons to my life. And also when I share it either in the book or when I'm speaking or, um, doing a podcast like this, it's that that's what shows up those lessons that I've seen really work. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's interesting when you uh, when you teach how much more you learn. Uh, I experienced that through personal training and and clients uh, over the years, uh, yeah. twenty five years in fitness, and and that's actually what we both did when uh, when we met. Uh, touching on something that you'd mentioned um, when we started uh, extreme sports, mm -hmm. uh, I thought. I did extreme sports until I met you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went, I was rock climbing in, in a gym and uh, you take things to such an extreme level, uh, which is amazing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, bodybuilding, you end up being Mr. New England. <laughs> Powerlifting, you end up lifting an outrageous amount of weight and look like a completely different human because you <laughs> chose to make yourself that way. Rock climbing, you... Uh, El Capitan and, and, uh, and half dome. And then just to top off bungee jumping, you know, you, you go to the extreme games and you, you jumped off half dome, which I was fortunate enough to go with you and, and film. Yeah, that. that was amazing. I was so freaked out watching you. My hands were shaking when I was filming you do it, <laughs> <laughs> jumping off the golden gate bridge. And, and, uh, you know, just so many things, you take things uh, to a different stratosphere. Uh, it makes you seem larger in life, but I know it all starts one step at a time, one jump at a time, one climb at a time. Uh, yeah. When you, when you set a big goal like that, uh, or do you, do you start with that big giant goal in mind or do you, do you just give it a shot and see where it leads? <laughs> That's a great question. I am definitely more of the... Uh, I would call it a linear approach. You know, you know, my wife, Kathy, she's definitely more than just go for it and let's see what happens, which I respect that. And it's really amazing. I definitely have learned through experience to, you know, slowly progress and get a little better each day, whatever that might be uh, with climbing. It's like starting off, I'm climbing five nines and it's like, okay, what, what, what do I need to do to climb five tens? And what do I need to do to climb five elevens? And so it's like working at practicing it, learning it. And I think that comes from, you know, really, you know, I was diagnosed learning disabled when I was eight years old. So I had that inner gremlin of you're stupid, you're never going to amount to anything. Um, you're not smart, all these things. And so overcoming that, uh, I did that through 
I would guess I would call it wisdom, gaining wisdom, because wisdom is not the same as intelligence or um, IQ or just being smart. I think wisdom is gained from experience. And it's also gained from ancient wisdom, you know, that's been around for a long time and learning from that. So there's mm -hmm. something in there for me around, you know, taking something on and saying, uh, like right now it's uh, foiling, you know, and surfing, you know, learning how to foil, which is really hard. And it, so there's something about that addiction to the beginner's mind and like, oh, okay, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting better at this, you know, failing in the beginning, falling, trying again, and then you get a little bit of it you start to lay down some new neural pathways and say, oh, wait a minute, I'm starting to get this now. And then you that gets you to a flow state and that, that flow state, that's what I'm addicted to. I completely understand what you're talking about. The first time you took me bungee jumping, um, I think I went eight times with you. I threw mm -hmm. up <laughs> <laughs> after the first time and you somehow convinced me to do it again, uh, <laughs> which is amazing that you can do that. Uh, um, and even skydiving. I, I remember skydiving tandem one time in uh, Hawaii. And then we did the Byron boogie that my band was playing at. You can right. jump out of a big Airbus, which felt like bungee jumping. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's amazing when you get to the other side of it, you go, yeah, I'm okay. And it's that flow you're talking about that I've really come to embrace. And that's one of the reasons I created strategic flow is that step-by-step -step process so that you get into the flow. And I'm, I personally, I'm, I'm finding more uh, fulfillment in the journey than I've ever felt in my life. It's, I love the end goal, but there is no end and it's just keeps on going. Yeah. Um, how do you, uh, is it ever enough or are you addicted to the flow or the, the journey itself? Or how does that work for you? I'm addicted to getting better. So right now, um, and you know, you hear a lot of this stuff. It's almost a meme on social media about be, be the best version of yourself, you know? And it's like, I was thinking about that a couple of weeks ago and it's like, well, you know, I drive a Tesla and every so often it'll say your software has been updated to version, whatever, you know, 27.5. And so I was like, what version am I? I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm version 58.4 right now. Right. And say, like, so, so I, what's 58.5, what's that going to look like? What's version 60.0 going to look like? So there's yeah. something in there where I'm like, always becoming a better version and like, where can I grow? And I, you know, every quarter I look at that and every month I look at that. So as I break my quarterly goals down into, into monthly goals, so I'm like, where am I going to grow and improve this month? Where's my focus going to be? Um, for the last couple of months, I've really put a focus on my relationship and my marriage with Kathy. How can I be a better husband? How can I show up more? How can I be more present? How can I be more curious? Um, and, and to really dive in and learn, you know, re read books that, that, um, are going to help me grow there and learn and, and be a better, a, be a better partner. So, um, yeah. that's kind of, that, I think that's the addiction is the continuously how, getting better. How do you, um, how do you practice gratitude to stop and enjoy the process and realize that you're in it now in the present moment, in the present period or the present time pocket? That's something, you know, I have my own coach that I talk to every other Friday. His name is Kenji. And one of the things I came up with in a coaching call was it was just that I'm like, I, I need to remind myself to stop and be more grateful. There's so much good in my life. My life is amazing. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, and so I came up with, I just call it the pause, the pause. And I have this little reminder on my phone that pops up and it says, 
pause. And that just has me in the moment stop. And I take a couple deep breaths and I just look around and whatever's there. If it, if Kathy's in front of me, um, I'll just be grateful for her. If, nice. uh, you know, or I'll just show, close my eyes. I'll think about my daughters. I'll think about my grandson. Uh, I might be a sunset, you know, and there's, I also have triggers. So a beautiful sunset or a sun, uh, beautiful sunrise is a reminder for me to pause. I just, I, now I can't see a sunrise or sunset without pausing and thinking about what I'm grateful for. So yeah, I've put triggers and structures in place to remind me because it's so easy. You know, we all live with this negativity bias in our brains that we, we tend to focus on problems and problem solving and what's wrong. And so we have to actually swing, swing the pendulum to the other side and constantly say, what's good here, you know, focus on the good stuff. Yeah. For someone who has uh, accomplished so many things uh, and still is uh, walk in the talk and live in the life. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you, uh, I guess we to go to time management and planning. How do you, how do you, uh, how do you fit it all in and fill in um, all the pieces of the puzzle puzzle and the quadrants as we used to teach uh, mm -hmm. maybe the four quadrants or, or recently the three quadrants. I know we use Stephen Covey's basis on the four quadrants before, and both of us are studying Brian Johnson's way of energy work and love. Now, how, mm -hmm. how do you, uh, how do you balance all that and uh, put it together? Uh, it's, uh, I mean, I think it's, for me, it starts early morning. So it's, it's putting those, you know, Stephen Covey's story about putting the jar, the rocks in the jar first, right? The big yeah. rocks in the jar. So it's like, what are those big rocks? So I get those in first. I make sure that I start every morning. I get up early, start every morning with meditation. That's the first thing I do. Uh, after that, I go in and I do a yoga, a yoga session. And that's usually about 30 to 45 minutes. When I'm doing my yoga session, I actually listen to Brian Johnson and the heroic uh, use a heroic app and I'll listen to a philosopher's note, all these, you know, just ancient wisdom and modern science and all this good stuff. So I'm getting better in the morning. I'm learning, I'm growing. So I always get that in first. Uh, and then exercise is always key. I try to get in some type of movement every day, um, whether it be weight training or active getting outside to play stuff. Um, but the way I track all this is that I just have a really simple sheet. I like going back to kindergarten and I have these little check boxes. So I say, okay, I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. six days this week. And each day, if I get up at five, I check the box. And I have that everything from practicing piano to flossing to exercise to acknowledging Kathy. I want to, you know, make sure I acknowledge her once a day. Um, you know, yeah, that's one of the things in the, the Way of the Superior Man, which is an amazing book by David Data. He talks about... Um, acknowledgement is oxygen to a woman's soul that just hit me so right just man right between the eyes really so i'm like ah it's so easy for me to think about how amazing my wife is but for some reason i don't vocalize it you know and or i wasn't and so i now i have that as one of my check boxes to make like sure she knows already but it's, it's nice yeah to there's this assumption yeah and it's like you know and every single time I acknowledge her is always a, you know, always a good thing, always a good response from her. And she didn't let her know how amazing she is. And it's just an easy thing to step over. So yeah, I put in these, they're kind of like silly structures, but they work for me. But it's authentic. You're not saying fluff. I mean, you're saying 100%. something that you really mean. So yeah, it has me look for just like the gratefulness question you said. It's like, it has me look for 
what, what can I acknowledge about her? What is it that I love about her right now? And all of a sudden, boom, it's there, you know, I'll see, I'll see yeah. three or four things, you know, <laughs> I'll just choose one and acknowledge that. But at least I don't let a day go by without that acknowledgement. Ah, that's beautiful. And then as a role model for your two daughters, um, how, how did you, uh, how, I guess, how, how did that change over the years? I've, I've been there with you through, through it all uh, and, and got to watch you firsthand. And I was impressed. I mean, even from the beginning, uh, in all the different facets and, uh, and pieces of the puzzle. Um, has it changed for you as, as a parent now that they're both out on the loose and living their own lives? Is, is it, is your role model status changed? Uh, are you still teaching them? Uh, um, coaching. coaching, coaching. Yeah. So okay. I, I see like a teacher tends to put information in, and I see a coach as someone who draws the information out, draws the wisdom and the knowledge out. Love so that. that is what I'm so grateful for that it was 1995 that I took my first coaching course and I learned how to ask powerful questions, how to hold the other person's agenda instead of, you know, my agenda getting in the way. And so that has been the most powerful parenting skill that I've ever learned is just asking questions, creating the space for them to share and not judging what they, so no matter what they tell me over the years, have told me over the years, no matter how difficult it is to hear, I've always like, okay, thanks for sharing. Thanks for that. You know, instead of like yeah. telling them how to live or telling them, you know, that's wrong or anything like that. And what that's created is this incredible openness where they tell me everything because they know it's not going to be judged and then I'm not going to come down on them. And so it's this, this communication and this connections fantastic yeah it's really cool uh that is that's a great great point of view I, i'm gonna actually embrace that a bit more in my life that's fantastic mm, yeah we can all do that right <laughs> yeah so as uh as this solid rock and amazing creature that you are um you call them gremlins some people call them demons uh mm. yeah i know it's a vulnerable side and it's not something obviously to focus on but what about when fear does come up when these gremlins do sneak into your life um how do you maintain equanimity and and uh balance and and an uh, optimistic attitude not that you're hyped around all positive all the time but uh how do you how do you maintain that equanimity that you choose to have uh, in light of the gremlins yeah. And, you know, I have a, I have a powerful gremlin. I mean, we all do. I've coached thousands of clients over the years and every single person, even the most successful has this inner voice that tells them that they suck and that they can't do something or they're not enough or anything. Every, all of us have that. So I the, the method I use and the, what I recommend is just befriending that gremlin, understanding it, that hmm. demon, understanding what it's saying, because bottom line is, yeah, it is based in fear. No doubt it's based in fear. It's trying to keep us safe. It's trying to protect us from embarrassment, from failure, from loss, from danger. So it's really, it's doing its best job to protect us, but really what it often does is overprotects us. And because it comes from our past, it's our old language. So if I have this gremlin that says, you know, Rich, you were diagnosed learning disabled, you're stupid, you're never going to amount to anything, recognize that. And I'm about to give, go up and give a keynote speech and my heart's pounding and my mouth is dry. And my gremlin saying, you're going to forget what you're going to say. You have nothing to say. You're an imposter. I'm like, ah, okay, what do you need right now, gremlin? 
What do you need from me? So you and talk you just, with your gremlin. Yeah. Have that conversation because it's yeah. subconscious, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's take, taking your conscious mind and connecting it with your subconscious mind, and then they can have a conversation. And that subconscious mind is so much more powerful than your conscious mind. Might as well get the answers from that, you know, the quality answers. So when you say, ah, I see you're afraid right now. I see you're trying to protect me. Thank you. What do you need from me? And you'll often get an answer if you quiet down for a moment and just yep. seek that wisdom. It'll say, you know, say it's like real estate investing. It's like, well, what about 2008? Everyone lost money then, you know, these people lost money and stuff And why invest today. Like, you know, the investors at, at real wealth, they go through that. And it's like their inner gremlins trying to protect them from loss. So sometimes it's like, what do you need right now? And it's like, usually it comes down to learning. I need to learn more, learn why, why is today different than 2008? It's a completely different market cycle, different uh, market dynamics. You know, things are happening today that aren't the same as back then. And so it's like getting that education or whatever the gremlin says, whatever that inner voice says, this is what I need from you. You know, it's like bungee jumping, right? And that, that, that fear is going to say, you know, I need to know that you're hooked to the bungee cords before you jump off this bridge. And I also need to know that the other end of the cords is hooked to the bridge too, you know? So it's like, yeah. And so you check it out, you look at everything and you you know, and then you might, you know, actually a jump master, you know, how strong are these cords? And the jump master says, you know, you could, you could throw a car off this bridge on these cords, you know, you told me thousands that. of pounds. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, and cause that's, that's what I tell myself, you know, when, when I'm fierce and it's like, wait a minute, you know, this could, this could hold 10 of us on this bungee cord. Uh, five people have already jumped and they went, everything was fine for them. It's like everything in my fear right now is just instinctual. It's not yeah. really based on me getting hurt. And then that, that little fear that, or that big fear starts to say, ah, okay. Okay. You're hooked in, right. Everything's checked out. Okay. You can go. <laughs> and then you take the leap. Yeah. I remember you told me, uh, you, you said this, these, uh, these cables, there's so many of them intertwined together. Mm. This could parachute a tank out of an airplane. And then you said, if lightning struck you twice, you'd still have another hold. You have triple backup. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember you telling me that um, there's, <laughs> there's a, a part of all of us, but a part I've started to recognize within myself, um, the child within that young child. And, mm. then, and then there's the old, hopefully very in shape, wise man within. Well, <laughs> then uh, if, if, since we're, we're talking to ourselves in a healthy way, uh, what if you could speak to your child years ago, what would you tell young Rich Fecky with his current wisdom? What would I tell young Rich Fetke? Um I would probably say you are going to succeed in your own unique way. You're going to find your own way. It's not going to be traditional uh, like so many teachers are telling you and all this stuff, but you are going to live an amazing life and you're going to find that path in your own way. And then I would also say the most important thing you can focus on right now is willpower and self-discipline because that's what I lacked. Mm -hmm. And when I started to learn through weight training, I started to learn discipline and willpower and actually started to learn down, um, lay down new neural pathways in my brain about doing what's hard, doing what's challenging, 
doing, you know, showing up and doing what I'm supposed to do when I'm supposed to do it. It's like your brain literally changes uh, physiologically and you actually become a more disciplined person. So I would say that to my young self and just say, hey, you can develop your self-discipline. You might be telling yourself, I'm not self-disciplined. I can't, I have a hard time focusing. You can develop that, Rich, and you will. That's what I would say. And then fa- that's beautiful. Uh, and then if you could fast forward 20 years or longer, and there's the wise rich uh, on his last few days talking to the current rich, what do you think he'd say? Well, that'd be a lot more. That'd be almost 50 years if it was on his last days, because I'm going to live to 108. That's my goal. <laughs> that's my right. intention. Yeah. So what would my future self, I mean, I visit my future self all the time. Um, there's actually in the wise investor book, the mentor guides uh, the protagonist through meeting his future self, which is something I've done with my coaching clients over the years. And I just love it. It's just a powerful exercise. So I'm constantly visiting my future self. And so we are saying, what would he say to me? Or yeah, what, what do you I think? Would he, would he be proud of you? Uh, just giving advice to current rich, what would he say? Or maybe not advice, maybe, uh, maybe gratitude. Yeah, he would say, I think the, well, the first thing he would do and that he always does, is he always gives me this big hug, this really big, you yeah. know, it's like this, it's kind of a combination of a bro hug and a true mama loving hug, you know, it's just like this I really love the rich awesome. hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just, he gives me this really good hug. And then uh, honestly, what he usually says to me is you're on the right path because I'm good. constantly thinking what can I do today that what my, what, that my future self would thank me for? I'm uh, constantly thinking that. What can I do today that my future self would thank me for? And then, so it's, it's taking that long-term perspective, looking out into the future. And it doesn't even have to be way out into the future. It can be, you know, what can I do today that tomorrow's future self will say, good job, Rich, thank you. You did, you did today what really brings joy and happiness tomorrow. Um, whether that be getting to bed later, um, not having that glass of wine, not watching TV, you know, all these things is like, you know, I'm very clear on the things that that get in my way of being my best self. So um, that's what I'm constantly looking at. It's like, okay, what can I do today? That's going to have me be a little bit better tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's perfect and beautiful. Well, hey, man, I, I just can't, uh, I can't thank you enough. Um, for talking with me today and uh, I can't wait till we see each other in person next. Um, mm, you, uh, likewise. I, I admire you far beyond, uh, the words, uh, you're one of my very best friends in my life and I love everything that you've done. Uh, I've watched you go through life, uh, as you've watched me go through life and, uh, mm. always appreciated you being there as a rock and a friend and someone to fly with. Uh, so likewise, man, I love you. And I'm, I'm so grateful, man. I get choked up all the time where I see the path you're on and how you're growing, how you're becoming your best self every day. You know, just, this is, I'm super excited. You know, whenever you share your streaks on meditation or your streaks on, you know, whatever you're committed to, and you're like, you know, this is day, you know, 79 of doing this or whatever it might be. Yeah, man, I just, yeah, I just get, I get choked up and I get stoked and I just, I love the direction you're heading. So thank you. I, I do too. Uh, it's, it's a great path. 
and it's it's great to be on it and to wake up every day and go to sleep every day and know that uh, I don't think I would have done anything differently today, taking an honest look where I couldn't have said that, you know, in awesome. uh, years past. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't your future care, self is going to you know? be stoked. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And I, I definitely misspoke when I said uh, 20 years, I'm going to live to 111. So maybe we'll, there you go. <laughs> nice. maybe we'll die together. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's about the age range. All right, brother. Well, good luck on, on your new book. Um, and I believe the release date for The Wise Investor is in August. Uh, I pre-ordered my copy, both Audible awesome. and the hard copy. Uh, which you can do through Amazon and also Audible. Uh, yep. Yeah. The ebook, the Kindle version is available now. It's been out for three months now. Uh, and I'm super stoked on that. It's been on the top 100 bestseller list, ranging from spot number two down to spot number 50. I think it is at today, but it goes up and down. But uh, yeah, really cool. The, so the reader feedback has been phenomenal. Uh, so yeah, that's out. And then yeah, the hardcover and the audiobook will be out in August. That's incredible. I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you. <laughs> well, I love you and you have a phenomenal day and can't wait to see you. Love you, brother. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Oh, here.